Welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who, if combined, would make one hell of a woodworker. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, welcome to Wood Talk number 219. It's the weekend Wood Talk edition, February 12th, 2015. Is that the right date? Did I get that right? Uh, sure, yeah. This The three-day thing is screwing me up here. All right, February 12th, 2015. On today's show, we're talking about lumber storage. That's really it, so let's just get right down to it. We got a question here from David, David, Duvid. In a recent episode of Wood Talk, you agreed that in most cases, tools should be in the same family, and of an, and if an odd tool was acquired, it would be kept separate from the others. I quite agree. Uh, I know not everyone's going to have that opinion, but you know, just weirdos like me. Uh, he says, I quite agree, but when it comes to wood storage, do you do the same thing? Do you store your wood by length, width, species, domestic or exotic color, largest on the bottom, smallest on the top, or just whatever makes a neat pile? So we'll answer this question, but we'll also go around and talk a little bit about our own lumber storage setups in our shops, because uh, we have three very different shops, so it might be interesting to talk about what we do differently. So um, I'll, I'll go first with an answer here. I generally do store my lumber trying to keep species together, and you know the stuff that's on the racks a little bit easier to do. You know, you could stack the like stuff with with it with its partners. You finish a project, you have some leftovers. You could put them all together. Where I have a problem is the bins. The bins on the bottom uh, is where it just is a hodgepodge and everything's thrown all over the place and strewn about. It's very disorganized. It could certainly be better. Um, but I do try to keep my biggest, heaviest boards on the bottom of the piles and then stack it up from there. And that's really just um, mostly convenience and uh, stability for the most part. I don't want that to fall down. So the bigger, heavier stuff should go uh, on the bottom. Uh, But other than that, I don't, as much as I do confess to having the OCD aspect of uh, tool color and tools being similar, I don't really apply that so much to the wood. It doesn't bother me. That's raw materials. As long as I can get to it safely, I don't really think too much about like alphabetical (laughs) order and order by color and shade and things like that. So, so you don't like uh, stack it by the growth rings like, well, this tree is obviously older given the number of growth rings and this one. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't get uh, I don't get that deep into it with the wood storage. Uh, you know, the other thing is it's it wood is a pain in the butt to 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 deal with. And you just wind up getting so many varieties and you don't like to throw anything away. So it isn't like I've got the same five boards in the way that I've got the same five chisels. Um, tools are a very different thing. Wood comes and goes. It's in and out. You get stuff that like someone dumps it. It says, hey, I've got this extra stuff. You're like, I'll take it. Bring it over. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't turn anything down. So it's just not the kind of material that would even lend itself well to being organized in that kind of an OCD fashion. Um, but what about you guys? I generally alphabetize by Latin botanical name nice. and then subdivide from there based upon <laughs> cut, uh, regional uh, provenance, and uh, legal or illegal. Do you print out labels and sticker each one too? I actually have one of those router uh, carving things. And oh, Milescraft. Carved labels. I've heard about those in a recent show. <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny because this is one of those things you started to go there, Mark. It's like, first of all, lumber is a pain in the butt because it takes up so much space. Yeah. Um, there's there's no real efficient way to do this. And it's like, well, if I had unlimited space, I would store it this way or this way. Well, I can I can speak to that um, because there's the, the lumber storage I have in my own shop. And then there's where I work by day where we have uh, many, 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 many acres to store 6 million to 7 million board feet of lumber. And 
when you have that much space, you still don't subdivide it that way. Yeah. <laughs> you divide by species and just keep them in one spot and hope that you can find what you're looking for when the time comes. When in my own shop, I do, it was funny. I don't know that I consciously started doing this, but it just kind of happened that way. I do kind of store them by, um, by purpose. So, and, and this doesn't really apply so much to the, so the do full, I one big woodworking pile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One pin. That's the stuff. That's my other stuff. You know, the, the, the full size boards as they come in straight from the yard, they're pretty much stacked, I guess, by species, but again, whatever makes it most stable. Yeah. But once I start cutting things up and I've got leftovers, they go in like this bin could be used for a piece of furniture and the smaller stuff could be used for smaller type boxes and things like that. And then there's just the random little off cuts that, you know, I don't want to get rid of that ebony, even though it's a tiny little piece, I could use it for wedges or something like that. Mm -hmm. That goes in a drawer. Um, so they are kind of stored that way just because I know uh, I, there's no way I could possibly organize it other than throw it all in a drawer and know that the only stuff's in there is going to be really small pieces or the only thing in this bin is really not going to be any longer than about 12 inches. That's the closest I can get to doing it. I would like to um, see somebody design like a nice file cabinet system, but just giant size, 12 feet tall with folders that you just kind of, you crawl, crawl up a ladder and you just push it along and you, you know, everything's alphabetically organized. <laughs> Little accordion folders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you Vic would do something like that. Oh, geez. Vic yes, strikes me yeah. as the kind of guy who could do that. Definitely. Let us know if you want to do that, Vic. Uh, we'd like yeah. to uh, see some pictures. Well, what, what about you, Matt? Do you get uh, super anal about your wood organization? Only when I'm trying to avoid certain members of the household and then I lock myself <laughs> in. In that case, I'm to organize like, the wood. Yeah, I'm going like, to take my tape measure and I'm going to measure my <laughs> board feet and then decide if it's more important just simply to go with the width versus length. Um, I, I, kind of like you, Mark, I, I more or less just kind of occasionally I'll group the species together. So I like to keep all the cherry with the cherry and, and the pine with the pine. And that has more to do with when I purchase the lumber and I bring it home and set it up on the rack. I just kind of put it all together in the first place so it just kind of just happens that way and it just stays that way mm -hmm. i can't say that i really have ever gone through wait yes i can i have gone through and tried to stack it at one point where the widest is on the bottom and the most narrow is on the top but that's only purely for stability reasons so that when i was working at the joiner which is right in front of the stack i didn't accidentally grab something and then have all of it fall on top of me <laughs> that'd be no fun yeah, no, it's not fun for any – well, it's fun for people that happen to be watching it, and then that's about as far as the fun goes. <laughs> but I think that's the closest I've ever come to like making a, con a really concentrated effort on doing something special with the way that the lumber is organized. Otherwise, it's every man for himself, and I'm always amazed sometimes when I suddenly will be grabbing something going, oh, yeah, I've got extra board feet of this. Where the hell did this come from? Yeah. yeah that totally. there? I didn't even know that existed. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's – there, there is definitely a huge potential for somebody who wants to be a super organized uh, and really let their OCD freak flag fly to do something with this, but not in the Vandalist basement. Yeah, it just it just feels too unpredictable because offcuts are just random sizes, random thicknesses and widths. It's too like my brain doesn't even want to go there as much as I like to see things that organized. It's just not happening. So, well, it, and on top ahead. of it, I 
unlike a lot of people who maybe are more like wood hoarders and yeah. have tons and tons and tons of it, I oftentimes don't really – in fact, the lumber I have right now is probably the most lumber I've ever had at one time in my shop. Usually th- there are points where the racks will go completely bare and there's nothing on there. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have an opportunity to have to go down there and sort them for whatever reason. So let's talk about our setups a little bit. Um, so if you run lean, is it simply you just don't have that much storage to offer? So tell me about your shelves, your small parts, your cutoff storage. What's your setup look like? Uh, for In the Vanderlist basement, it is basically just a, a, the adjustable racks, the kind of the, just the metal ones that I, I can't even think of the company that I bought them from. They're just the generic metal rack system. Okay. Uh, and normally... In most situations, except for right now, I just kind of buy the wood as needed and maybe an extra board or two will sit up there. As for the cutoffs, I've gotten myself now, and it's taken a long time and I still struggle with it. I have a given size cardboard box, and if the cutoffs don't fit in that box, they're going to get burned. That's just the way it is. I've got to get rid of them because I don't have enough room down there. In fact, I'm struggling right now because I've got some amazing plywood from a project from a couple of years ago, some cherry plywood, and it's taking up so much space and I need to do something with it just to get rid of it. So Mm. I think that's part of the reason why I really don't have a major issue with, with lumber storage, the way that you hear other individuals describe their fetish, their hoarding, whatever you want to call right. it. <laughs> well, now, Shannon, you're the guy who works at a lumber place. So you you get the stuff that falls off the the truck sometimes. So you might have a little more than most people's. And and I know you mentioned you've got this extra storage area. So what do you have in your shop? And then what, what describe your storage outside of the shop? Well, it is interesting because for the probably the first year that I worked at the lumber yard, it was like you know, oh my God, I can't believe this is being thrown away. And oh, I got this. And every day I was coming home with a piece of something. Um, and then after about a year, I was just like, meh, I don't need that. Meh, that, you know, you got to get up real early in the morning to impress me when it comes to scrap lumber. Oh, so I Mr. Just, Fancy I stopped, Pants. <laughs> stop bringing this stuff home because you just, I, I didn't, I didn't use it. You know, um, it sits around and sits around. And then finally I'll, cut it up into something and use it for something else. And, you know, generally when boards end up under 24 inches long, they get to be kind of difficult to integrate into an actual furniture project. And then you've got different colors and things like that. And and kind of like Matt, I just had to start getting rid of it. Mm -hmm. So um, I haven't tallied the board footage, but moving into uh, what used to be my garden shed in the backyard was probably one of the best things I ever did because it's completely separate from the shop. Nice. And, you know, first of all, it's fun. Cause when I start a new project, it's like going to the lumber yard and going shopping, you know, right. I'll go you take a little basket with you. You oh, like yeah. walk out there with a little so basket. I have a little cart that I tie to the dog and <laughs> his little wagon. <laughs> he hauls it back and forth. That's awesome. He's more scared of it than anything else. So he runs away from it, but it, it makes him fast. So it's good. It's very woodworksy of you, you know, like yes. when, when you yes. see David go into this giant woodshed, uh, type yeah. of thing to select so, his lumber for the project. It's like, whoa, man, that's awesome. <laughs> it is fun because like, for instance, I, um, I've been building with, you know, other than these two little, uh, commission projects that I've started. And the third one I'm about to start will be in mahogany. Everything I've been building over the last year has been in cherry. So I've brought in, I've had cherry in the shop. I have two shelves in the shop right now that hold current project lumber. Mm. And that's all that I have in my shop is the project that I'm working on and the offcuts that I generate during that project. When I finish the project, I, I clear it out. Um, I either move it out to the garden shed, the lumber shed, or I, 
I get rid of it. Um, lately, I've regretted that a couple of times. Um, really? Because I do a lot of um, demos. I mean, I do a demo every month for the hand tool school. So I, I do a lot of test joints. I've also um, been test driving um, some tools and things in my shop lately that manufacturers have sent me. So, you know, I obviously don't want to take, I've got a 16 inch wide piece of cherry sitting on the shelf right now uh, for the blanket chest that I need to get back to. And it's like, I obviously don't want to pull that down and cut off a little piece to test a dovetail saw. So I have been hanging on to little off cuts here and there. And what I do is just stick it up on that rack. And if it starts to uh, interfere with space for the project lumber, it's gone. Um, mm. So maybe five or six little 12 inch long pieces at any given time. And then it, it disappears. It goes somewhere else. Um, the garden shed itself is, oh boy, I would say there's probably 2,000 board feet in there. Um, wow. What not, are the I mean, dimensions it, of the shed? Uh, the shed is what? Four pieces of TARDIS. So what is that? An eight by 16? Wow. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a, lot of it's space. a good size garden shed. Now nice. it also shares with my lawnmower and garden type tools. So it's really just the back wall and the right wall that's dedicated to, um, lumber. And, um, it's full right now. It's like overflowing. I ran out of rack space and I've got stuff like leaning up against the wall here and there. <laughs> it's an unorganized mess at this point. Um, but it is cool because like I don't go out there very often, but in between projects. So I forget what I have in there. So it is very exciting when I go out there and look through it. But it's nice. been nice to separate it from the shop, A, because I have more room. But it's just allowed me to be a lot more um, – almost militant when it comes to what do I keep? Um, I do need to build some sort of scrap bin. I've got a space along the wall. I mean, when I, when I remodeled the shop, I stripped everything out and just had, you know, those, those wall mounted racks with the adjustable brackets. I bought them at home Depot. They're like rated to hold several hundred pounds per bracket or whatever. And Mm. they're all mounted into studs on the wall. Um, I've got, two levels of that and that's what the lumber sits on so um i've got a space to the right of that that i think if i just built a couple of boxes that i could put some of that extra stuff that would be really good for me because if the box gets full you know it's time to clean it out and 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 sometimes i burn it there's been a couple times when i've boxed it up and just shipped it off to somebody who wants it yeah believe me that doesn't take very long post on Facebook, Hey, I've got lumber. And you don't even like get through the sentence (laughs) before you've got a taker gone, (laughs) you know, and, and that's awesome because there are lots of people who will find a lot of use for that. No pen turners, Um, man. I mean, the stuff that we throw away would be your supply for them. Well, and that, that's it. The secret, super secret option C for me, I have two little Rubbermaid containers, like, um, I don't know, probably two foot by one foot by two foot deep. Typical, Rubbermaid things you'd buy it at um, Target or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that oh, has awesome. pin blanks and turning squares and things like that in it. Uh, I also have some veneer in there, but small, like exotic stuff. You know, one of them, Zeracote and Amboinia Burl and Clara Walnut and little offcuts. There's no cherry or maple. Um, there's a couple domestics, but it's like, heavily quilted redwood stuff like that the things that um, these days i pull them out and saw them up for veneer for a drawer front or something like that and then the pen blanks i've got a lot of 
very nice, heavily figured uh, pen blanks. It was funny because when I first started turning pens, I was like, oh, my God, all I need is a three-quarter inch square that's like six inches long. So you end up with that like offcut from the piece uh, piece of furniture you're building. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, knocked it, whacked it all up into six-inch lengths and turned it into pen blanks. And I suddenly realized that it just a straight-grain walnut pen blank is not very interesting when you turn it. <laughs> so I had these like huge amounts of, of like offcut pen blanks thinking, I'm saving everything. I'll just turn stuff out of it. Now I just pitch it because yeah. it's just on such a small bit of real estate, like bowls are the same way. It's, you know, it's got to be really interesting wood or it just ends up looking kind of dull. Yeah, yeah that makes so, sense. That's the other thing. But frankly, that's not even in the shop either. That's in my laundry room, which uh, adjoins the shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, which is, yeah, of course, I, where everyone wants to store wood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Actually, you know what it is? It provides a separate countertop where uh, my wife can set like the laundry detergent. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. It's multipurpose. Cool. So, yeah, there's I have... I have a, a lot of lumber. I don't see myself needing to buy any lumber anytime soon, but invariably, um, my own, I don't know, don't want to, don't want to call it OCD, but just my, my feeling to get a good color match on a project. Um, if I go out to the shed and I don't have enough, say maple or cherry or whatever for that particular project, I usually end up going and buying all the lumber for that project just so I can get a good color match, yeah. which is how I get in trouble. I had a, the recent project I'm working on now ran a little bit short and had some babinga on the rack from the last project. And the new stuff was a little bit different. There's a little bit uh, different grain action going on. And I was like, oh, you know, can I use this? So I did wind up using it, but I had to make sure the part was not immediately visible. It's in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's close enough. But I, yeah, I mean, the same issue. If it's not bought at the same time, there's no guarantee it's all going to match up. But it's still nice to have the stuff around, you know, just to be able to, to bail yourself out of a situation like that. Um, I found myself actually designing projects lately around what I already have. Which, yeah, to that's a concerted good idea. effort to, you know, if, if I don't have enough, I change the design right. to make it work there you or, go. or figure out a way to use a secondary wood or, as you just said, a part that's not quite as visible so I can use up that piece that has something in it I didn't like. Sure, sure. Uh, my setup is, you know, pretty straightforward. I use the, what are the Rubbermaid Garage? They're like gray in color. Picked them up at Lowe's uh, where you hang the uh, thing all the way at the top where the wall meets the ceiling and then you hang the vertical elements from that and screw those into studs. So it's pretty sturdy. And I've got about three or four uh, horizontal rows that are good for stacking a decent amount of, uh, amount of stock there. Uh, and that's that, you know, that's pretty straightforward for me. The it's the offcuts that are the big problem. I've got four bins for offcuts and I could just never seem to keep them very well organized. Uh, every, like it's anything that's under, I don't know, maybe under four feet. I feel compelled to put into an offcut bin and that just uh, amounts to a lot of stock. Like a ton of stuff is under four feet, but not quite, you know, toss it in a cardboard box kind of size. Uh, So I I should take a picture of it now because as a project comes in and I've got new material, especially if it's long, I just lean it up against the rack and I just store it there vertically kind of staging it for the project. And then all the offcuts from the project as it starts to go, I'm just too lazy to like actually put them away properly. So I throw them on the ground because the thing is I just I might need that part 
So it's easier if it's just sitting on the floor, but that it just reminds me like a teenager's bedroom, like the laundry pile that just keeps getting closer and closer to the door and eventually like (laughs) starts to go out the door. This like sea of various boards, small boards is just growing and growing and eventually it's going to block my path to the bathroom. And that's probably when I'm going (laughs) to clean it up. (laughs) That becomes a problem. Yeah. But you know, there, there's a, there's a good practice in that too. Um, where to hold invariably it? stuff happens. <laughs> no, not blocking the bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. I hear um, that leads to UTIs. Yeah, it could. The the invariably the the issue, the problem, the oops or or whatever that happens that you need to patch something. Well, if all those little cutoffs from the board that you just screwed up yeah. happen to be close by on the floor, I can't tell you the number of times that I've needed to, you know, fix something and I was so glad that I didn't like pitch that that yep. I had that board that way back when, when I cross cut that out before I even did the planing, that board is right there. Um, and it's real useful for patching things or whatever it is, you know, sure, yeah. um, how, but, how often does that really happen? I tell myself that all the time that I'm going to use something like that. And then meanwhile, a decade later, I'm like, Oh my God, where did this come from? <laughs> right. And that's why at the end of the project, it all goes. Um, so there's nothing wrong with keeping it while the project's going, but yeah, when you get to the finish stage, it's time to clear it out of there. Um, Should, if, if, you, if you're sending it to somebody that's very klutzy, should you send the, that scrap along with them so then that way when they come back to ask you to fix it, they can just bring it with them? <laughs> there you go. You know, it's one of those things where the more space you have, the more you're going to use it. My and I remember when my old shop set up when I had all those base cabinets, I had actually built this like series of bins that were of different depths. You know, on the far right, it was only 12 inches deep or tall or whatever, and it got to 24 to 36 and 48 and you could put in different offcuts yeah. and I filled every single one of them, you know, <laughs> and you're like, you ran out of room in the 24 inch. So I'm shoving 24 inch boards into the 12 inch deep one. And, you know, you just, you, the more space you allot yourself, the more you're just going to end up keeping stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's certainly a good problem to have. Um, but at the same time, I just, it takes a lot for me to hang on to a board now. Well, you're, uh, you're very lucky in that sense. <laughs> you, saying, like, you, need, you need a tighter grip. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. All right. Well, listen, if you uh if you've got some ideas for lumber storage, you want to tell us about your setup, just give us a call. Um I'll let Matt give you the contact info here so you can do that or uh shoot us an email, leave a comment on this post. We'd like to hear what kind of setups you have and if you want to give Shannon crap for his uh, uh having too much wood. Let's just call it that. Uh, you can <laughs> certainly do that as well. I'm not going to even comment on that. There you go. Well, and if you if you want to support, Actually, the- I would love some kickback when people have good plywood storage solutions. Ah, There's somebody go. that doesn't use much plywood because I've got a little in my shop that is so in the way right now. So it's tricky. It's tricky. I've got a vertical storage solution and it just works well just because I have this nicely positioned alcove by the front door uh, and it doesn't seem to take up a lot of space and I could still utilize the space between it and the door. It works out, but plywood is a tricky one for sure. You know what else is tricky to rock on time? Yeah. To rock a rhyme? Yeah. That's right on time. All right. Well, Matt, how about you give him some of that contact, that sweet, sweet contact info, and we'll get out of here. Well, they give you contact at the back of my... Anyways, if you have a comment, question, or topic suggestion, you have several different ways to contact us. Leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is Wood Talk Online. 
Call our voicemail line at 623-242-5180. Of course, you can email us at kickback at woodtalkshow.com, and you can leave us a comment on our Wood Talk Facebook page. And if you're ever looking for the show notes or downloads from today's show or previous episodes, you're going to find those over at woodtalkshow.com. And again, that's where you can leave some of that great awesome amazing feedback and comments on these posts because we love to hear from you totally true that's totally true all right it well is. thanks uh, thanks for listening everybody and remember if you see a, a a hairy hand coming at you all the way from michigan duck might be mad <laughs> <laughs> this one's got your name written right whose name <laughs> is that i can't even pronounce that all right catch you later see, see ya, ya.